Uh, hello and welcome to the Sheeple News Podcast. Uh, today is the 26th of April 2021. Uh, this is our first ever episode, so I'd uh, like to welcome you to the podcast and I uh, hope you enjoy it. And uh, first up today we shall be talking about the League Cup final uh, that happened yesterday. Uh, more really about what I noticed there on the shirts of uh, both teams and uh, something that's been a recurring feature that's been happening the last year or so since the so-called pandemics happened. Uh, and that's just the little NHS heart logo on the players' shirts. Um, now, it's something I don't really understand why it's still going on now, when really we've gone past the so-called worst of it, of the cases and the uh, death rates. Uh, but still, in the UK, it seems that they need to put these little logos or badges, whatever you want to call, on the shirts. And for me, I think it's a type of cult now. The NHS has become a cult. Um, now, I'm saying that it is a great service, obviously. It does have many flaws. Uh, I think that now this worshipping of the NHS has gotten out of hand. And we saw this before with the clapping for the carers and the nurses on every Thursday at 8 o'clock. And uh, even the woman who came up with the idea, I think she was Dutch, if I'm uh, not mistaken, uh, even she said that this thing has gone way too far and it's gone out of hand. I think that's the problem that happens in society, is they take it one extreme to the other. And I just find it very strange that they keep going on, on about the NHS, when now we've got over the pandemic, mostly anyway. So it does seem a little bit strange. Um, I'm just here reading an article here on Wales Online. This is uh, from the 17th of June 2020. It's saying here that Premier League football is back. Uh, this is last season. So uh, after they had that little gap and the players came back and also, in that time, the incident with George Floyd, or maybe people call him Fentanyl Floyd, uh, well, if you've done any research, you know that it's a little bit shady there what happened with that court case. Um, if you do remember, the players came back to play and they had all sorts of logos and rubbish on their t-shirts like uh, you know the NHS heart badge and the Black Lives Matter or as I call it burn loot murder um, yeah it says here um, just about the Black Lives Matter being worn on all the shirts and, and then uh, and the NHS badges and uh, that was the start of the players taking the knee which is just it's something that's gone out of hand now um 
it's they're just copying everything that happens in America. And that's why I think that even though I don't live in the States, a lot of what happens there does affect me indirectly. So that's why I'm always uh, keeping an eye on news in America more than probably I do in, uh, here in Europe because I think it's more important in a way because they're, they're the country that has the most power and they can influence the way the world works. So yeah, they uh, took the knee back then and they're still taking the knee now. Uh, I just don't understand what it's for, really. I mean, if you're a black person in the world, there's not a better place to live in than a Western white majority country. And this is just a fact. This is not racist. This is a fact. Okay. Obviously, they get racist abuse from some crazy, weird people out there. Um, that happens to a lot of people. As, as happened to myself. Um, I'm English. I lived in Portugal a lot of my life. I'm not dark. I'm a white guy. And I've been subject to racist and xenophobic abuse. And it's not nice at all. It's horrible. So... Um, you know, that I understand, you need to stamp out racism, but I think taking a knee, that's not going to do anything at all. Because, I mean, if you got racist people watching the Premier League and they see players taking a knee, they're not going to think, oh, uh, I'm not racist anymore, they're taking a knee. So, obviously I've been wrong all my life, I'm not going to be racist anymore, and, you know, I, I'm going to be a good boy forever. But that's not going to happen, so... You forget that. Um, so, it's just virtue signaling, really. People doing that to make themselves look good, uh, so they're not standing out. But, you know, luckily we do see one or two people uh, who go against the grain, so to say. Um, notably, uh, Wilfred Zahar from Crystal Palace, which I think is a great thing he did, not taking a knee. Uh, so, I applaud him for that. It's very good. Um, so, yeah, that's really just um, a tactic used by uh, these communists from Black Lives Matter uh, who say they're for the people, but actually they're not. <laughs> actually, they just end up taking a lot of money from uh, a lot of donors and uh, gullible people, such as uh, we can see this anyway with the BLM leader, she's got loads of mansions and a lot of her mansions, if not all of them, are in the white majority neighbourhoods where it's 99% white people. So uh, she uh, she's not really too keen on uh, living with uh, other black people, is she now? Which is quite interesting, to say the least. Um, next up, uh, we shall be talking about the Arizona audit and uh, what effect that will have in uh, politics in the US would be very interesting. So next up we shall be talking about the Arizona audit and uh, what that what effect that's going to have now in US politics uh, now in the future shall be interesting. Um, so I'm just here on the Gateway Pundit and uh, one of the headlines is Arizona Attorney General Brinovich, I think that's how you pronounce it, 
rejects call for probe of Maricopa County 2020 election audit. It's another attempt uh, to delay uh, by the Democrats, of course. <laughs> They're going to do anything to stop it. Uh, it says that the Attorney General uh, Mark Brenovich rejected calls by Democrats for an investigation into possible irregularities in the newly begun Senate audit of the 2020 Maricopa County ballots. The Soros-funded Secretary of State, Katie Hobbs, cited media reports to push for an investigation into security lapses. This was just the latest attempt by panicked Democrats to delay the forensic audit of the Maricopa County ballots. And Democrats have fought this process every step of the way. And what could they possibly be afraid of? <laughs> exactly. Um, so you can see that Democrats now, they're going to do everything to stop this. So uh, it's very, very interesting. We've been seeing for months on mainstream media uh, that well, it's just a conspiracy theory. Uh, there's nothing wrong with the election. It was it was fine. It was the best election in history. It was the most secure election ever. It was so safe, so fair. I mean, they they think we're really stupid, and some people are really stupid. But you can see a lot of us are waking up now and seeing the legacy lamestream media for what they are. It's just a bunch of baloney. That's what it is. Um, yeah, so we can see that Democrats now are just doing everything they can to stop this from happening. And this is breaking news now today uh, from the Gateway Pundit once again. It says that Arizona judge recuses himself from election audit case to be settled in the morning after judge is notified that attorney who previously interned for judge works for the auditors. So, yeah, this is uh, probably a conspiracy theory, maybe, from the Democrats, but we have to wait and see. Uh, so, yeah, it says, The judge in a Democrats case where they are attempting to stop Arizona audit recused himself on Sunday. On Sunday evening in Arizona, the Maricopa County Superior Court judge, Christopher Corey, who oversaw the case related to the Democrats' challenge to the audit currently going on in the county recused himself from the case. The reason is that the auditors hired an attorney who interned with Judge Corey previously. When the new attorney was introduced today for the first time, the judge was forced to resign from the case. Judge Corey reported that he was notified on Sunday that an attorney, Christopher Viksovich, who used to intern for him, works with the auditors, so he recused himself from the case. Okay, so we see down here, on Thursday, Democrats filed their suit just as the audit was scheduled to begin. This isn't the first suit Maricopa County Board of Supervisors raised in an attempt to stop the audit. This last-minute case was heard by Judge Corey on Friday. He ordered that the audit be stopped until Monday, but when the Democrats wouldn't post a bond for $1 million, he then ordered that the audit could continue. After Judge Corey ordered the halt of the audit, and before the Democrats responded to this mandate of putting the one million bond down, the Arizona Senate took their case to the Arizona Supreme Court. But then Judge Corey ordered the audit could continue because the Democrats refused to pay the one million dollar bond. 
The Supreme Court Judge Bollock, <laughs> load of bollocks I think, took the Republicans' grievance and agreed with Judge Corey's actions and set up Tuesday for the deadline for the Republicans to lay out their grievances about the Democrats' last-minute effort to stop the audit and Judge Corey's actions. He ordered the Democrats to respond by Wednesday to the document the Republicans filed on Tuesday, and then he offered the Republicans Thursday to respond to the Democrats' response. So this is all a little bit complicated, I think, to say the least. Um, this could go on for another week, few weeks or so, maybe more. It go on for months. They're going to keep postponing it, the Democrats, until 2024. In uh, you know, in theory, they could do this. So we hope not, anyway. But you don't know with them because they're really uh, <laughs> they'll do anything. They're vicious, as uh, President Trump said. They're vicious, and they are. They are vicious. We know people there. A lot of people on the left, they have uh, no morals, and they just do what they want, so we just got to watch out now. Alright, so uh, next up here, we're talking about the uh, Oscars. Um, <laughs> if, I don't know if anyone still watches this, I mean, I didn't even know it was on. I only happened to know uh, when I went on YouTube today, uh, to, just to check up on any new videos, um, Especially Mark Dice's videos. Uh, I love Mark Dice. He's <laughs> my favorite YouTuber, actually. Um, and I, I, I watched his video. It's so funny, as usual. Um, but yeah, it was the Oscars last night. And obviously it was uh, full of diversity, as they say. Uh, you know, has to be uh, so many black people, so many trans black people, trans Asians, trans this and that, gay this and that, and uh, no white people, we can't have any white people, even though we go for diversity, but we know that diversity means no white people, <laughs> so uh, it's just a joke now, they wonder why no one watches it, I mean, their ratings have just tanked, just like NBA and uh, MLS, uh, MLB, all that crap. Uh, no one watches it. So um, it's going to be like that with the Premier League soon as well. People are not watching it, I don't think. Uh, that's what I suspect. I haven't seen the figures, but I think not many people are watching it as they used to. So uh, who better to show you? can listen to here um, the video of Mark Dice. Uh, I think you can explain it much better than I can. So uh, enjoy. Get your barf bag ready because the Oscars were on Sunday. And if you watched them, I'm ashamed of you. That's my job. Like the garbage man, I do the dirty work so that you don't have to. And within the first 20 seconds, they virtue signaled about whatever his name was and Derek Chauvin, the poor police officer who got blamed for his OD. It has been quite a year and we are still smack dab in the middle of it. We are mourning the loss of so many and I have to be honest, if things had gone differently this past week in Minneapolis, I might have traded in my heels for marching boots. Now... And that set the tone for the evening, and the Oscars were so black this year, I thought I was watching the BET Awards. I can picture black trans women standing up here, and Asian sisters, and our Latina sisters. 
and indigenous women. Yay, I can't wait. Let the diversity never end. I'm getting so old that I remember when movie awards were about movies. And now it's just endless nonsense like this. Uh, today, the police will kill three people. And tomorrow, the police will kill three people. And the day after that, the police will kill three people. Because on average, the police in America every day kill three people. And those people happen to disproportionately black people. Wow, three people a day, huh? In a country of 330 million. And let me add that 99.9% .9 of those are fully justified. Since he apparently likes statistics, let's talk about some, shall we? Do you know how many people die every year in America from car accidents? It's about 38,000. That's 100 people a day. So you are 33 times more likely to die in a car accident on your way to work than you are to get killed by a police officer. And for those of us who work for a living instead of collecting welfare or UBI or whatever they're calling it, there are 5,000 people a year who die on the job from accidents at construction sites, equipment failures, accidents in warehouses, machine shops, etc. That's about 13 people a day. So once you're at work, you still are four times more likely to die on the job than you are to get shot by a police officer after committing a crime. There's plenty more to come in this video, so stay tuned, but if this is your first time watching me, subscribe to my channel because obviously few have the balls to dare utter these truths aloud, and I will as long as I'm able. So subscribe to my channel for new and check back here on a regular basis. And find me on Rumble if they ban me from YouTube. Of course, it wouldn't be the Oscars without a man in a dress, and I don't know who this person is. I don't care. If you know who they are, don't bother telling me. And I was only half joking when I said that I thought I tuned into BET because even the commercials were woke. Build something black. Let it drip with glory. Build it in love like our ancestor's story. Bring out the beauty of what's sacred and kind. Bear your black brilliance as you prosper and climb. Brilliance, huh? No comment. Build something black. Let us rise up together. All that we build is black beyond measure. Join the journey at Target.com. I can't explain how pathetic it was. It wasn't even fun to hate watch or to watch to make fun of. It was simply nauseating. I am so happy that I now have the honor to present the award for Best Supporting Actor. Each of these five artists contributed to the larger cultural conversation through their storytelling this year, presenting us with themes of equity and social justice in their own unique and extraordinary ways. And what a surprise that award went to some actor for playing a member of the Black Panthers in a film called Judas and the Black Messiah. The award for best animated feature went to Soul, which is about, can you guess what kind of family? <laughs> of course you can. The award for best director went to some Chinese woman and her film Nomad also won for best feature film. So of course that's being hailed as a first for Asian people. And also what was a first for Asian people is in 2020, the China box office of films 
actually brought in more money than the box offices in the United States. 2020 also marked another milestone for the commies because it was the first year that a Chinese film, not Nomad, uh, that's not considered to be technically a Chinese film even though a Chinese woman made the film, but another film, a Nomad hardly made any money at all by the way, but a Chinese film that none of us had ever heard of actually brought in the most revenue of all films. So it makes sense that they would give a bunch of Oscars to this Chinese director because, well, China's the biggest market now for Hollywood movies. And because China's poised to overtake the United States fairly soon and become the world's premier superpower because of our decline by design for the New World Order, that's why the establishment is starting to morph and include Asian Lives Matter in with the rhetoric and really just ignoring the vast majority of the instances when black people are the perpetrators committing hate crimes against Asians and then highlighting the rare instances when the perpetrator is white because that way it provides a barrier against people criticizing communist China because if you criticize that, now you are perpetuating the hatred against Asian Americans. The least they could have done to liven things up is given an award for best comedic performance to this cop. Dispatch, I've arrived at that disturbance. We have LeBron call my cell phone right away, please, thank you. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me, no, can you put the knife down, please, sir? Sir, no, 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 sir, don't stab it. No, no, stop stabbing, stop, oh, hold on. Hold on, it's LeBron. LeBron, hey, yeah, it's me again. Listen, I'm out here at this disturbance call and there's a guy trying to stab another guy with a knife. What do you think I should do? I did have a nice chuckle at the very end, however, because the entire show was building up to what everybody thought was going to be the climactic finale. When Chad Boswick or Bozeman or whatever his name is, the guy who played the Black Panther, was supposed to win the award for Best Actor. But it went to Anthony Hopkins who didn't even show up to accept it. CNN complained, Chadwick Boseman, oh that's his name, Chadwick Boseman didn't win the Best Actor Oscar. Twitter users stupefied after Chadwick Boseman loses posthumous Oscar. Oscar viewers floored after Anthony Hopkins takes Best Actor over shoo-in Chadwick Boseman. Boseman was robbed. Maybe he just sucked. I saw Black Panther and I'm not joking, Arnold Schwarzenegger has a better acting range than him. Get to the chopper! Other than the Borat sequel, which I watched for free on Amazon Prime, I haven't seen any of the films that were nominated, let alone any of the ones that won any awards. I don't know who any of these actors and actresses are who were nominated. I'm not wasting any brain cells remembering their names, and I'm certainly not gonna waste any of my time watching their movies. And neither should you. You should read my books, however, because they're 10 times more hardcore than my videos. So get them in paperback on Amazon.com by clicking the link in the description below or download the ebooks on your tablet or your e-reading device. Or head on over to my online store, MarkDice.com, and get yourself a Celebrities Know What's Best shirt. Available in a t-shirt, long sleeve, and a hoodie, and a whole bunch of different colors as well. So head on over to markdice.com or click the link in the description below and check them out. All right, so next up, uh, we're going to be talking about trans people in sport, uh, namely in football or soccer, as you call it in the States. For any American listeners, I hope anyway. <laughs> um, so we have here 
laws banning biological males from competing in female sports uphold white supremacy ex-team usa women's soccer player says this is from rt news um, via infowars um, it says here uh, former u.s national women's team soccer player Lori lindsay i've never heard of her so no idea who she is i don't watch women's football uh, my life's not that bad yet uh, to be watching that crap um she says he has found a connection between white supremacy and state laws banning biological boys from competing in girls sports but she can't seem to explain it hmm, wonder why uh these bills do uphold white supremacy under the guise of protecting women's sport when we actually know that women's sport protection of it would be to have more funding have more women in leadership positions and equal pay yeah um this is the uh, um, way they think here on the left it's very strange saying they have more funding i mean there's a lot of funding already in sports i think um i, I don't think that's really an issue um more women in leadership positions um yeah if they're good enough they can they can get in there but i mean just just getting a certain quota of of people in these positions uh, you know a certain amount of women a certain amount of black people is ridiculous and you've got to do it on merit uh equal pay um well this goes down to economics uh if more people watching women's football than men's football, then they'll get paid more than men. If it's the same, they get paid the same. Uh, this goes on sponsorships. We know that um, a lot of the sponsors they don't want to sponsor women's football because it's not as exciting. It's not as good. Um, not not as many people watch women's football. You know, it's pretty much uh, that simple. Um, the standard is not as good, so people don't want to pay. To watch an inferior product and um, that's just economics basic economics actually and then that she should know um this is what she said in a cbs news interview reality though is that these trans youth just want to participate with their friends and play sport just like everyone else it says the interview came in in response to a bill introduced by pennsylvania lawmakers that would prohibit uh, transgender girls from competing on female sports teams. Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf, <laughs> Wolf, a great name, that is, has said he will veto the legislation if it passes. But Alabama's Kai Ivey became the latest U.S. governor to sign such a bill into law on Friday. Uh, two dozen states have had similar bills pending this year to block biological males from female sports. Uh, says that Idaho became the first state to enact such a ban last year, but enforcement has been stalled there because of a court battle. Uh, Arkansas and Mississippi preceded Alabama in enacting such laws this year. So it says proponents of trans bans have said they want to protect girls from unfair competition and losing college scholarships to biologically advantaged transgender females. Critics have argued that it's unfair and harmful to deny transgender students the opportunity to participate in sports, which can help them cope with high levels of bullying and depression. 
But Lindsay added a new wrinkle to the debate on Saturday, bringing race into the discussion, apparently confused over the link to white supremacy. <laughs> this is the thing nowadays. Everything's racist, everything's tied to white supremacy. It's, it's just a... This is a talking point for them. Everything's connected, so... It's really, really strange. It's people that just have so many mental problems. It's crazy. Um, she's saying here... Um, she didn't articulate the racial aspect specifically, but said it's not about coming in and taking over women's sport. It's about just having access to the lessons that sport teach us. That should be upheld across this country because years ago we decided that discrimination is not right in this country and that we need to continue to provide access and everyone should have equal opportunity. Yeah, they should have equal opportunity, but do it in your own sports, trans sports. Alright, if you want to if you think you're trans, you're not a man or woman, you're something in between, then just set up your own league. Set up a trans league. That's what you got to do. It's really that simple. Set it up and just play. That's it. You can't go in women's football teams and expect, you know, to be treated the same. Because, well, you're not the same as women. You're biologically built differently. You still have testosterone in you. Even when you're taking uh, estrogen um, pills and everything else you take to make yourself more into a woman than a man, still you're built differently. You've still got, uh, you know, different uh, muscle density. You've got um, your bones, you know, different than women. Everything, your way of thinking, it's all different. And um, if you have... If you have a team, a women's football team, that's made up of two or three trans players, I mean, that team's never going to lose a match, ever. They'll win every match, like 10-0. I and mean, all you have to do is you look at even the U.S. women's soccer team, the best soccer team in the world, women's football. And I think they won the World Cup now, the U.S. four times, I think, which is really good. Um... I mean, maybe everyone. They're like the Brazil, the old Brazil. Uh, they just beat everyone. They're, you can't beat them. But, I mean, they played a football match against the Dallas under-15 team. Under-15, all right, under-15. They lost 5-2. This wasn't a professional team from the MLS. This wasn't one of the best teams in the U.S. This was the under-15s football team and they lost 5-2 so and they won equal pay nah not a chance they don't deserve it unless you can be you can beat the men's team 5-2 then we'll see and then then maybe but for now you don't deserve it at all in fact i think they get paid too much because if i wanted to put a wig on i could get in the team easily i'll be one of the best players they've got that's true as well and, and another crazy story we've got here is that from California. It says the California National Guard put fighter jet on alert in March 2020 for possible domestic mission. There's an F-15 fighter jet here. It's put on alert. Sources, the Los Angeles Times. I mean, stuff like this is uh, really, really bizarre. I mean, it's things you... You get out of the Soviet Union 
I mean, using they were planning on using their own military, in this case, you know, the Air Force, to fly past protesters and, um, you know, cause people were in panic because of when this uh, COVID-19 rubbish came out, everyone went panic buying and they went you know, to the supermarkets trying to buy 100 million toilet rolls. I mean, just thinking of that, to use fighter jets to fly over protesters to scare them to go back home. I mean, this is really, really strange. And I think it came from the governor, Newsom. And that guy seems like a very uh, sick individual, to be honest. Um, I just don't understand it. It's something, really, you'd get this in a third world country. And that's what the US is becoming. It's becoming a third world country. You see it from the election. You see it with the trials, with George Floyd. It's just, it's going in a really dark place. Um... And I think things are going to get a lot worse. They're going to keep getting a lot worse. Um, that's unfortunately how it's going to be. So um, I'm going to leave it at this now. Um, I'll be back with another podcast uh, this week. Um, hopefully by Thursday or Friday we'll have another podcast. So we're going to try doing this um two or three times a week for now, and we'll see how it goes, and we might uh, start doing more episodes, it could be daily, and uh, we'll have to see how it goes, so I hope you enjoyed the first episode, and I'll see you again very soon, bye bye.